Okay, so you've probably heard the terms saved and salvation, but what does it really mean? What does it mean to be saved? And do I have to be saved? And if so, what am I saved from? My name is Dan Wheeler. I'm one of your hosts on Finish Strong, and the other two hosts are Terry Steen and Brian Rowland. Guys, you know, as uh, all three of us kind of grown up in the church, we know what saved and salvation means. We almost just take it for granted, but I'm sure that if you're not a Christian, those are kind of strange terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, do, and what, what do I need to be saved from? <laughs> and when you think about it, this may be the one most central, important point of being a Christian. And for some reason, maybe it's because we, like you say, have been in the church all this time, but it's our 83rd episode and we're coming into this right now, but how important is salvation to a Christian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's funny because some people you talk to and they're going, well, what do I need to be saved for? <laughs> I believe mm-hmm. in God. I need mm-hmm. to be saved. I'm a and, good person. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, this is a good topic. We're going to cover some good stuff today. Yeah. Um, in the Bible, we read in Romans 10, verse 9, that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Okay, is that all there is to it? <laughs> well, let's let's break it down. Um, let's look at confession of sins and, and repentance. Um, repentance itself, or a confession of sin is, and repenting, is um, it's the same thing. Like <laughs> Repenting is turning around. If you're going one way, you completely do a 180 and go the other way saying, okay, I don't want to go that way anymore. I'm, I'm trying to, I want to stop. I want to get out of that lifestyle. Um, and so you're repenting from that. You're going the other way. Um, Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, it says that for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because we are telling people that we believe in Jesus and that um, we have, we, we've confessed to him that he, we want him in our heart. And when we're saying that, people see that in us. And that's what the Bible's saying. If, you know, there's another verse that talks about if you don't conf, uh, confess me, I won't, I won't, if, you don't say you know me, I don't know you to the, to the Father. I know I'm throwing my own words in there. If we don't but, confess him before men, he won't confess us to the Father. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. I, Often think about that when people say, "Are you a Christian?" First thing I, that hits me, and I'm going, "Yes, I am." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to back down from that because I know what the Bible says, and I believe that that's what would happen. Um, but then, let's look at repentance. Um, repentance would be um, the now. I got to put some notes here for. Oh, the, so the Bible clearly teaches us that the moment a person turns from his sin and trusts in Jesus to be forgiven of his sin, he is saved. So it's when we uh, turn away from that sin too, and we believe in Jesus. It's interesting that Jesus, when he was healing a couple of people, especially the paraplegic, what was the first thing he said? He goes, "Your sins are forgiven," and then he yeah. healed them, because yeah, he saw his faith, and so he, he he healed them right there. But his sins were forgiven, and that's what he does um, when we confess our sins. He he cleans, he makes the slate clean. Yeah, he is our passage to heaven, and we have eternity with him. 
Yeah, we, we go back to Adam and Eve. They sinned, and sin separates us from God. So mm -hmm. when that happened, we needed a bridge to God. And in the Old Testament, they were doing sacrifices and having to kill animals and burn incense. But Christ came to be the sacrifice once and for all. That's why what Brian is saying is so important, that we need to confess our sins. We need to repent, turn 180. There's kind of this hyper grace movement going around in the church that I think is very dangerous that says, oh, I can live the way I want because God's gracious. He always forgives me. No, right. God says turn. When Brian was talking about repentance, turning 180 means I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want mm -hmm. that lifestyle. I'm turning from it. I'm going, you know, and I remember as a kid, whenever there was an altar call, I was going forward. I, I just kept wanting to get saved because I wanted to be sure. And so once we really are saved and we've really made that decision, but I think we have to come to the point where we say, okay, Lord, I've, I've sinned. I confess. I'm sorry. Forgive me, but I'm going to do better. And we have to try and live by the spirit, not mm -hmm. by the flesh. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be saved? It means you are saved from the consequences of sin. Mm -hmm. And what are the consequences? Eternal separation from God. That's Hell. right. Yeah. Hell is separation from God. And so, Terry, I mean, it's not quite as easy as people want to make it. I mean, you can't just say, I'm sorry, Lord, and then just keep going and living the way you want. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I remember when I was a kid, I, I was so far the other way that I felt like any sin that I committed, I was going to hell. And that's why I had to, like you're saying, you had to go to the altar. You had to keep confessing every, even if you didn't yeah. feel like yeah. or know you were sinning. And so there, yeah. there are many uh, perceptions out there, but I think there's one process that I've heard called the Romans road. And if you're not a Christian, listen to us as we talk through this. If you are a Christian, what a great witnessing tool this could be. Hmm. It's so hard. It, it feels overwhelming sometimes to get to the right scripture and be able to walk somebody through and back it up biblically. Mm -hmm. But this will do that for you. And it starts with that first step, which is Romans 3.23. And it says, for all have sinned, and come short of the glory of God. Hmm. Being good doesn't get it. Mm -mm. We've all sinned, and that has to be established. So many people that, that I've interacted and talked with feel like they're a good person, and they're going to make it. There's no reason God wouldn't accept them because they're a good person. But we have to realize being good isn't good enough. Hmm. So... Because sin, we've all sinned. And what does sin do? It separates us from God. Mm -hmm. So how can we be saved if we're separated from God? So we need a solution. How can we not be separated from God any longer? That leads to the second step, which is Romans 5, 8. And it says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners... Mm -hmm. Christ died for us. Amen. So that second piece is so critical that. because it establishes his unconditional love. So yes. many people talk about, oh, you don't know all the things I've done. There's no mm. way God's going to forgive me. I might as well not even try. God loves you no matter what you've done. It's established there. We're not lovable. 
He loved us anyhow. We're mm. sinners. He loved us anyhow. He loved us so much that he gave his son, which was the only way to salvation. Yeah. So the first step, we're all sinners separated from God, the solution, Christ's salvation. Second step, he gave gives us hope because he loved us while we were yet unlovable. Yeah. So I got those first two steps. Okay, Brian, what's step number three? Well, Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death. So I think we're finding out right there what, what sin does. It is death. Uh, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm-hmm. See, if, if, we, if we serve sin, um, those are the wages that we are gathering. And it's, and it's something we deserve. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be penalized for that. It's a, it's a shame. It's the death. And it's going to be uh, eternity without God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we serve God, we get eternal life as a gift. And it's something that, that we didn't deserve. Um, I think Paul said, he said, choose life <laughs> you know, when, when we make a choice. And that's mm-hmm. what he's talking about. Um, right. Because it, it, breaking the law of God um, is, is punishment. And the punishment is death. But um, Jesus paid the price so we don't have to face that punishment. And so when we confess with our hearts and repent, what we talked about before, it's we are a new creature in Christ, and we, we, we have the knowledge of knowing where we're going uh, mm-hmm. when that's done. And then that leads into what the Bible tells us in Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. So those who walk not after the flesh, but we're talking that those uh, that are walking after the spirit. And um, it's uh, anyone who is accepting Christ is no longer condemned. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but has eternal life. Uh, so they're not going to be going to hell and they don't not need, they don't need to feel guilty anymore. And like you were saying, every time you did something, you had to run up to the altar, yeah. you know, and, but that's not what it's about. I thought the same thing. I thought God was a big thumb, you know, he's coming down to get me because every time I did something wrong and that, that, that bothered me. And I, I looked, I turned away from it for a while because I said, I, I don't, I don't believe it. And it wasn't true, <laughs> which I found out later on. But, that he's uh, not that thumb. He loves no. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. One of the greatest things about salvation is that peace, that not having to feel guilty right. here on earth, you know? No mm-hmm. condemnation. And, and what you're saying, yeah. the two, when people feel guilty, it's 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 them because they they feel guilty about them, themselves. God has forgiven it. He's yeah. washed mm-hmm. it away. Yeah. It's a yeah. clean slate, but we don't want to let it go because it's like, well, how can he how can he forgive me for this? You know? But it's true. Okay. He, he washed it away. So those are the first four steps or first four stops on the Romans road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, the uh, that we're all separated from God. That's the problem. Sin, the original sin separated us. Two, we were unlovable, but God loved us even while we're unlovable. And he, his son, he sent his son so that we could have salvation. The only way, by the way. Then we read in Romans 6.23 that God has a law and there's a publish, punishment for not keeping it. The wages of sin is death, but Jesus mm-hmm. paid the penalty, so we don't have to. And then Brian was just telling us step four that anyone accepting Christ is no longer condemned, right. and we can know that. And then step five, the final step to being saved, is to believe that you're a sinner. Is found in Romans 10, 9. We've quoted it a couple times today. And have faith that Jesus died for our sins and made a way to God. And if you believe that, then you confess and that's your kind of confirmation. And Brian, I thought it was interesting the other day when you said 
Well, is confession, you, you typed uh, this, is confession really a, a testimony? And it kind of is. It's a mm-hmm. testimony that I confess Jesus as my Lord. Right. And this is my, my way now. So mm-hmm. that's really what salvation is, Terry. That's, that's the Romans road. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it would be appropriate that as we've walked through this step and maybe these steps and maybe somebody has been listening very intently and that God has spoken to them Hmm. of their need for salvation, that they realize they're a sinner. And maybe we should just pray a prayer that they could pray with us to accept Christ, to be saved right now. Amen. That's the beauty. It can happen anytime. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be in church. You don't have to be with a minister. You don't have to be at an altar somewhere because God hears you as you pray. As we've said, yeah. he loves you. Maybe so you've let's... tried what you think is everything else. You've tried all these philosophies, Eastern philosophies. Maybe you tried all kinds of different churches. I'm going to tell you later on about a lady I was talking to at the villages up by where Brian lives that was that way. But this is, Terry, this is your chance. And uh, Terry, if you wouldn't mind, for those that want to bow their heads and pray right now, why delay it? Why delay it? Do it now. Exactly. All you have to do is say something like, Father, I realize now that I'm a sinner, that we're all sinners, and we all fall short. Yes, we and do. that you love us despite our sin. Sin oh, separates us, Jesus. but you brought a way for us to have that sin removed, and that's through your Son, who you allowed to die on the cross for each of our individual sins. And I believe that, and I accept that. I believe Jesus died for my sins. And now I don't have to die. Jesus did it for me. And I accept Christ. I'm willing to confess him. I'm no longer guilty or under condemnation because Jesus's blood has washed my sins away. And I believe it. I have faith for each day that Jesus is my Savior, my Lord, the person whom I will bow to, the person whom I will live my life for. And I confess that today, that I'm going to live for him the rest of my days. And I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and for that forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Boy, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can uh, go on our Facebook page, which is uh, Fearless Faith at F, uh, Fearless Faith FFM 60. We have three logos. We'd love to know that you prayed that prayer with us. And then, once you become a, a Christian, and as you grow in your faith, you want to share your faith. There's something called the Great Commission. Yeah, that is found in the last chapter of Matthew. One of the last things Jesus was telling his disciples, listen to the command that he's told his disciples, which is for us. We're his disciples too. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Mm -hmm. So we have to 
disciple, we have to teach, we have to baptize. That's his command. If we're not doing that, that's one of the primary functions that God has asked us to do as Christians here on earth. Mm. It really is. Um, you know, when the when Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth, that was his uh, call to us. He said, Brian, he said, go into all the earth and teach the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And But Brian, even if we can't go to other nations, we talk to people every day. Right. My neighborhood is my nation, <laughs> you know, where, where we're living at. True. Um, and, and that's true for everyone. Um, we've had the, the privilege of traveling around the world. I know you and I have, uh, Dan and Terry, and um, a lot of people haven't. And they're just, uh, some people have never left their home state, which I find, mm-hmm. find interesting, but it's still true. But those, th- those are your people right here. Those are the people that you reach out to. They're the ones uh, that, that you, you love and that they, they see love that you're giving them. I mean, what did Jesus say? Love others like I loved you. That's what, his, that's what he told us he wanted us to do. And just by doing that, if you love somebody, you're not going to be hateful to them. You're not going to say, curse them out. You're not going to get upset with them. You're going to love them. And yeah. that's what it's about. And that's what he's saying it about. But you start with your neighborhood. Start right where you're at and then expand it up from there. Yeah, and Jesus say, said, they'll know you're ahead, Christians. Dan. They'll know you follow me by your love. Love is of God. And he mm-hmm. that loveth is born of God, knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God. So, you know, that's very important, that loving and, and Terry we can speak volumes by how we live. We don't always have to use a lot of words. People see our character. That's mm-hmm. right. That, that's what I was just going to mention is that we would probably be shocked as to how much we're being watched, especially if we say we're a Christian and they're aware of that. And if we say we're a Christian, that kind of puts the antenna up and they want to see if we're putting our, uh, life where our mouth is kind of thing. So that's so important. And like you say, loving, that's the key. And John 13, 34, 35, a new command I give you that you love one another as I've loved you. By this, they will know that you are my disciples. So if there's no other way that someone can tell you're a Christian, it better be by your love. Boy, that's so true. So true. You know, um, Brian, you and I had a an interesting experience of the week. You were there with me. Deb was there. Remember, we met that couple, and the guys were from Ohio. One was from Michigan, but they're both Ohio State fans. We were having fun and going on. <laughs> and uh, then, then we kind of moved away. And the lady, the one lady, after a while, she said she realized that uh, she recognized my voice when I told her I was QVC said, oh, I know who you were. And then she came over and sat down next to me and just started talking. And I'm not even sure how it opened up, but she said that she had been in all these, uh, she tried the Baptist church, the Methodist church, and and uh, the Catholic church. She's raised a Catholic. And she said to me, she said, you know, Dan, I, I really feel like things are getting better and, and we're going to move into a better time. And, you know, God just gave me wisdom. I could feel Brian and Deb praying for me because she was, you know, directing these questions to me. And I was like, okay, Lord, let's go for it. Let's be bold. And I said, well, I think I know pretty much what you're saying. You think it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. You think we're going to f- come into the state of higher consciousness and all that, right? And she goes, yeah. 
I said, I'm very familiar with the new age movement. I told her <laughs> Brian and I had worked on this documentary. And uh, I said, can I be honest with you? I think that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> and I said, the Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I said, we went to these conventions where they were accepting Buddhism and Confucianism, Taoism, and energy transfers. and transcendental. I said, it's all garbage. It's, it's all false. I said, there's only one person who ever claimed to be God. That was Jesus Christ. No other leader of a religion has done that. Gautama Buddha was just a man, and he came up with this philosophy that we needed to escape our physical life. He died, and he remained dead. He's in the tomb. <laughs> Confucius in the tomb. Muhammad formed Islam because he was mad at the Christians. And she just looked at me, but then she was so receptive to it, wasn't she, Brian? She, yeah. she was like, wow, that's great. Yeah. And then she wanted to know about my book. She wanted to know about our ministry. She said she was going to watch Fearless Face. She was going to get my book, Hurricane of Love. And you know what? It, it taught me that people want to hear the truth. Yeah. And, and we've, we're doing them a disservice when we just say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, no, we have to say, we know. We know we found the truth. And if we speak yeah. with that conviction, people are going to listen. Boy, it taught me a lesson. Mm hmm it sounds like it sounds like the disciples you know it's like they 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 got emboldened emboldened when when they saw Christ after he returned it's like wow we're ready to go out especially when the yeah. holy spirit came down on them they're on fire yeah. and and they yeah. weren't going to stop they don't care what anybody was saying about it they're going no yeah. i saw it i know yeah. well after she left your wife deb said good job Danny. Yeah, said, that's right. <laughs> well that that wasn't me that was that was the holy spirit because i've never been able to be that bold and from mm -hmm. now on I was in a, a store today and I uh, got my stuff. I, and I think I might have shared this with you guys, but uh, I told the lady, you know, I'm having a rough day because my one of my best childhood friends had died. And I said, it's so important to know where you're going and, and know Jesus and have him in your heart. And she goes, well, I don't know about that. And I started walking away and I turned around and I said, ma'am, no, I do know. I know about that. And uh -huh. I said, it is the only way. And she goes, well, gosh, good for you. <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, Dan, your antenna kind of went up on a couple of those things. And I think one thing we have to do as Christians, we can't just be plowing through life. We have to listen well. Mm -hmm. We have to get True. our spiritual antennas up yeah. Good and point. be listening for the opportunity, but listening for somebody who might be down, might be in need, might be depressed might've had someone lose their best friend. Mm. And that may be just the opportunity for that point in that person's life for someone like us to come along and speak into their life. And that may be just the, at the point that they're ready to hear what we have to say. So we need to be listening for God speaking as to who we talk to, when we talk to him, where we talk to him. I feel in my life, I have let many opportunities go by oh, me because too. I haven't been as receptive as I should and listened well. I had a thought, but it just went past my mind. I was listening to you. So that happened to Terry. One of our, uh, it happens to me all the time. Um, you know, but that's, that's really true, Terry. And, you know, Brian, I think what you were maybe thinking of is that we need to be praying for the Holy Spirit's wisdom that we don't pass those opportunities. There's people yeah. sitting on the street 
with signs begging for help. They're a ready-made audience. Let's go sit down and talk to them. Let's hear their story. Let's listen. Let's take time. You know, that's a gift that we have now that we're retired. That's not what I was thinking. That's not what I was thinking, but I did remember. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But was my point a good one anyway? It was a very good one. It was a good one. I I need to add it right to there. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Brian. What what Terry's saying, your antenna's up, but I know that um, I, I pray that the people that I run into that, that the Lord softens their heart, that they'll mm. be receptive. They want mm-hmm. to be receptive. And that, uh, so I just pray that every day before I go out or when I wake up, Lord, if I meet somebody today or pray that their, their heart, you soften their hearts, so they'll, they'll, they'll be receptive and want to hear. Boy, that's the mm. perfect segue into our final section on finishing strong. How do we finish strong sharing our faith with others? And boy, that's a great idea, Brian, praying that God will prepare the soil because Terry You know, Mm -hmm. Jesus talked about the hard soil that didn't accept the word and nothing, you know, when the sun was up, it was scorched. But the good soil in good fertile ground, boy, that grew and it bore fruit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we need to pray every day that God puts that right person in our path, that God puts someone in our path. Can you imagine it? God saying, no, I'm not going to do that for you. If we pray it, no, God's going to do it. Yeah. And then we have to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Right. What an opportunity we're having. You know, and Brian, up where you live, man, those are people we our age. They are ready. Yep. What that guy say? It's God's waiting room. You've got such a fertile uh, mission field there. We well, don't have and, to and, go around the world. And Dan, you know, I've, I've said it, I mentioned it before in a morning cup, is that Deb and I love to go to the restaurants around here. And uh, we really in, enjoy that. There's got some good food in some places, but we we always sit at the bar, and we sit like on a corner so we can be like facing each other. But when we're there, we meet everybody. They're all they're all there, so we'll eat at the bar. But we start talking to them, and inevitably, it's you know, what do you do? Well, I'm a fearless faith. You know, it's fearless faith. And of course, that's right there talking about about it too with us. And we. We share, we share the word with people right there to tell them how to reach us. And people are always pulling out their phones. Let me put this in here. Let me write this down. And oh, they're cool. coming to our website and to, to our finish mm-hmm. strong. But it's our chance. And that's that's so that's the people that I'm praying that God softens our heart before we go. And I've always been able to share what, what I do and, and what I believe. Yeah. Well, we've got a great opportunity. And you do too. You who are listening, uh, maybe you feel like you just haven't done much witnessing that's never too late to start. Uh, Or maybe you are saying, I need Jesus. I need something in my life. I've tried these other philosophies. I've I've looked for the age of Aquarius. (laughs) And when you get to the end of the rainbow, there's no pot of gold. Well, Jesus is waiting for you uh, right now. And it doesn't have to be the end of the road. It can be the beginning of a new life. So just ask him into your heart. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Say, Lord, I want you to be in charge of my life. I want you to lead me, guide me. I want to serve you. There's no better life to live than a life that is uh, serving Jesus and and working for the kingdom. Well, guys, another great episode of uh, Finish Strong. Mm -hmm. And I always say I'm glad I'm finishing strong with you guys. Yeah, Amen. It's been a blast. We're three lifelong friends since college days when we had hair and, and when, we were, when we were immature before we became so mature. Exactly. <laughs> well, stay mature, stay strong, finish strong, 
And we'll uh, hope that you will join us for our next episode of Finish Strong. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.